Why do I love cars? <laughs> this is such a pain in the ass. And you got to step back every once in a while and like look back and like sort of appreciate, try to reflect why you love them. But it's hard sometimes, man. Yeah, it's expensive. Maintaining it's hard to maintain hard. them, especially if you can't do it yourself. So I think a lot of the, a lot of that has made a really big impact. Because if you're constantly sending cars out every time you need it, especially if you have five, six, seven of them, there's always going to be something broken. Yep. Like you're constantly doing it. Welcome to another episode of Modify with Trick Factory Customs. If this is your first time listening, my name is Elvis. Tim. I'm Rob. And on this podcast, we talk about car modifications um, because we build really cool modified cars. And uh, yeah. <laughs> years, Elvis has been working on his bassy voice. Sound he like has. he should be intro like a romance <laughs> novel or yeah. something. <laughs> Getting all yeah, I'm just creamy, creamy. Yeah. Smooth. smooth jazz. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. With that said, on this episode, I think it's going to be awesome and interesting because we are talking about the love of cars or lack thereof. Why? I feel like recently I've seen people go away from the love of cars and go almost the opposite way of going from loving cars to pretty much hating them or we've all heard of some collectors just getting rid of their whole collection and they're like i'm done with this or yeah and that can be because of a lot of things or a lot of issues and so we're going to just talk about that and how we can keep or keep that love of cars alive ls swap <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna answer that <laughs> that's probably honestly one of the best uh, best options but when this not ls1 podcast oh, that was a different podcast and if you want to listen to that one look at yeah, the previous history. episode but that is honestly a really good that advice was almost a mic drop <laughs> yeah we can go home we that's it bye done. no <laughs> no we have a, we're, we're gonna dive into all of that uh to come but for now we're just gonna uh, know how you guys weeks have been what, what what's been happening this week what's the hot the hot thing this week what's the hot thing Tim? yeah what's i've never said that no before no. i was sucked. <laughs> week was horrible come on now. oh no <laughs> it wasn't good you delivered the 67 corvette big block yeah that one left uh yeah we had uh well i don't even know what year mustang shelby that was that came in me neither I don't remember. <laughs> it's insignificant. A Mustang. A Ford. Was it a Mach 1? No. What was it? I don't know. Oh, just a Shelby GT500? GT 350. Yeah. yeah. Shelby, yeah. From the 60s. But the guy's been, he's had his hands in it. It's got like some super chop cam. It's, it's kind it's of got ridiculous. got a bunch of things that needs to be corrected, but we just don't have time to do it yeah. right at the moment because we Send have other commitments. So that one just went home on a trailer like 20 minutes ago so <laughs> then we have the delay coming up this week so Ooh. just working straight and all that and it's got a few little things and then it'll come home go home come back with a motor as a roller and then we'll start pounding the body out for it oh, that's, that's gonna, gonna be gonna a be really fun. exciting project that one is like to test all this car stuff like it took me four months just to get a tap to be able to finish that car a tap just yeah a tap because there's missing <laughs> spindle nuts and all the spindle nuts are like some antiquated thread pitch. So they're like oh. an M22 by two and nobody makes it. So I had to order one. It got refunded. They didn't make it. And then I had to get one from China and then China one and then Chinese New Year. So oh they refunded gosh. me and it was a month. 
<laughs> I was trying to get one from Belgium. They canceled it. So finally, the thing just showed up like three days ago. So you're, so you're making your own spindle nuts from scratch. And it took you, what, forever even just to get the the hex stock to be yeah, able to just, even make there's them. a worldwide shortage on hex stock like who would have thought <laughs> that so i right? ended up Actually. having to get like a short end off of ebay from yeah. some guy mm. but i mean you can make it yourself but then that comes down to how much time like i could machine a piece of hex stock but your one nut's gonna be what twelve hundred dollars <laughs> so i mean so what this this translates into like the long-term build of this project being like multiple years and i think that is kind of tying into cars. sort of mm. the whole topic of this podcast of yeah. why why some people will begin to hate cars. Yeah, and that that's one of those reasons right there. Yeah, and there's nothing it, you can do about it. It's like you, you're you're literally you have no car without that one nut to hold your freaking mm. wheel hub on. That's so annoying. So of course you can make it, you can get it CNC'd, you can get all these things, but the cost. How many la layers that. is that? Plus you got to find someone that's even willing to do just one. <laughs> well, that's the other side of it. Like Good nobody luck. will do it. Yeah. Yeah. So those like 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 antique, super classic. Because like it's from what the thirties. Coach 30s. built cars from those that era. I mean, like good luck finding anybody that knows anything that can rebuild any of the things. What was it the 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 Bentley that we had in here? The what, oh, was yeah, it the, Speed Eight. Was that a blower? Yeah. It, it took, no. it, he had no. to send his shocks out to some guy, like I think his name was Nigel. And of course, and they're all named in, in, Nigel. Like, <laughs> in England, like to thing. rebuild his shocks, and it was like eight Nigel. G's a corner. Yeah, and there's two and like in years. Oh it took a year, there was eight grand a corner. This just was pre COVID. Yeah. Just to rebuild these shocks. It's crazy. That would Even make this me Corvette, which is the most like, it's the simplest thing. The thing is literally a dinosaur, and it took us a year to get a motor built for it. Wow. Machine shops right now are backlogged like three years. Oh, my gosh. So the yeah. whole three years of COVID, now they're trying to catch up for it. And yeah. then getting parts, and their customers like, why, 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 why? And you're like, I don't know, man. <laughs> so if you spend a ton <laughs> of money, crazy and your car money. is sitting for a year, you're, you're going to fall out of love it. it. Yeah, like you're done. This particular owner owns a bunch of really crazy cars really really good cars so this card is just like a pain in his side <laughs> but it's his favorite car so it just makes it that much more frustrating it's like why are you messing around with this thing like, yeah. this is not for you you don't even own a crescent wrench <laughs> and you got this car like i don't get it but i could see why it'd be very frustrating because there's a lot of tow trucks involved yeah. minor fine little adjustments based on outdoor temperature it's like just LS. These are the things. Like these are all all those little things with those classic cars definitely lend themselves to why you tend to fall out of love. What have you been up to, Rob? <laughs> what? Have, well, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, we're deep. We're deep in the Skylark again this week. It's uh, it's an ongoing project. Huge, huge project. We got the whole trunk thing all dialed. That's done. We're started working on like. The exhaust system, the the engine that we're using is that, you know, supercharged Wagner engine, and it's like dynoed at eleven hundred and whatever horsepower on pump gas. So that choice of using that engine snowballs into a lot of other things. One of them being we need to have two inch primary headers wow. minimum to Which be able to to be able to reach those horsepower <laughs> numbers. So I don't know if anybody out there knows you know how significant two inch is compared to like a normal 
LS. Yeah. So what's the header? Normal like, LS well, like inch and three quarter, inch and seven eighths. Going from inch and seven eighths, I would say you probably have at least two hundred and fifty options for headers. At least, like it's almost infinite. Any configuration you can even think of, you go to two inch and you have two. <laughs> And we couldn't even make them it, work for our car. We ended up having to buy and we're going to fabricate the headers from scratch. Wow. Yeah. Which we kind of knew we were going to have to do anyways. I mean, to try to find a like out of the catalog sort of off the shelf option available for our body swapped Skylark on the roaster shop chassis. Like, good luck. It's just not going to work. <laughs> like, if you do find something, you might have to manipulate it a little bit here and there. Or you might get super lucky. Who knows? Um, we just opted to make it from scratch. So that's what I've been doing this week is like getting, we got, we broke out the ice engine works, you know, adult Lego kit. We started putting together our headers sort of designing that and seeing what we got to do. Cause it's tight, man. That was very cool. And to like oh. getting into that, then we got the whole situation. Like it needs to have dual three inch exhaust and because it is body swapped and body dropped. <laughs> Body drop. Body yeah, drop. my bad. That <laughs> was a different topic <laughs> at a different time. Well, this is it's why every, all the packaging has gotten yeah. that much more difficult is because we moved it down, what, an inch and a half or inch and three quarters? Uh, inch and three quarters. So we lost on, that much. So you're probably going to have to use like oval tubing, right? The one that's They're, like flat on the so bottom. So yeah, tubing. like putting putting together our whole plan of attack for the exhaust and, and all of that around the transmission area in the footwell of the car, that's where it gets really, really tight. And so we've opted to go with like a, a bent oval tubing in that area to sort of ma maximize our potential for our footwell clearance. Heat management is going to be a really big thing in this car. Like we're taking this stuff very seriously. And it's like it's it's that's long story short. That's what I've been doing this week, getting all of that said and done so that Tim can get back on the computer and chase more parts chase more parts like like like, like usual then i can yep. throw up the next roadblock yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome so that's that's what we'll be doing this week sweet so with that said let us dive into the topic let's of just, discussion why do people start hating cars like why does the love for cars die why why do car enthusiasts suddenly just stop loving cars because again mentioning or reiterating my previous uh, point at the beginning of the video i've seen it just happen a few times and it, it started to make me ask the question of why does that happen both with modern cars and even older cars too mm -hmm. more, i feel like i've seen it more with people that own older cars yeah so <laughs> why does I would that say that's happen? more common with the older cars mm -hmm. just simply because of how much more difficult it is to to keep them actually road worthy or not road worthy but like able to be driven whenever you want it's really hard to keep if you have a fleet of cars you just imagine how do you keep all your batteries maintained all the time i mean you think about that for a second like imagine what jay leno his situation oh must be he's like ctech's number one customer. you know he's <laughs> you know it's it's one of those kind of things that if you have multiple cars like you know and it's not a hard thing to mess up like we have battery tenders on everything but then it's like I got to move a bunch of cars around to get one out. And then I forget to put one on a car. And then three <laughs> days later, the battery's dead. And it's like, ugh. Yeah, that and like, you know, fuel nowadays isn't the same yeah. quality as used to be. So fuel's going bad sooner. And you're like, man, what a f pain in the ass. Like, it makes you start to, you know, really start thinking about your choices. Like, why do I, why am I doing this? <laughs> why do I love cars? <laughs> this is such a pain in the ass. And you got to step back every once in a while and like look back and like sort of appreciate 
try to reflect why you love them, but it's hard sometimes, man. Yeah, it's expensive. Maintaining and it's hard to maintain hard. them, especially if you can't do it yourself. So I think a lot of the a lot of that has made a really big impact because if you're constantly sending cars out every time you need it, especially if you have five, six, seven of them, there's always going to be something broken. Yep. Like you're constantly doing it. And if you're not driving in them, you're not using them, then it's even more frustrating. Yeah. Because at least if it's in the moment, you're like, oh, I got to sort that out. Or you get some kind of heads up, but then there'll be times you just go hit the key and nothing happens. And you're like, oh, <laughs> you're like, I now? just <laughs> used this thing. What now? It. it worked perfect. And now it doesn't. Yeah. So you have to drive them, but how can you drive six, seven yeah. cars at a time? Like you can't do it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it all depends where you are. Like, I mean, ideally, if you live Chilliwack or <laughs> out in the country, you might get to, but in the city, you can't do it. Mm-mm. I was driving a customer's G-Wagon pickup around and it's like, <laughs> the thing's so weak that... <laughs> Why you weak? Why? Uh, I just remembered Uncle Roger <laughs> just talking. Why, Why you so weak? weak? <laughs> but it's like... Just the tiniest bit of hesitation off the light. I had people honking at me. Oh, oh yeah. my god! And it's just like everywhere you go. Is you just, get like PTSD from driving yeah. the Defender? It's, oh, <laughs> it's, I think it's actually better than the Defender. Actually? Yeah. Yeah, because the no Defender seemed better ridiculous. in the Defender. No way it's better in the Defender. That you thing guys, is slow. You guys went out for cool. a, little, a little duo drive. No, it's not that. It was ridiculous. It? It's way better than the Defender. Oh, yeah. Way oh, yeah. better. Yeah. But I mean, you got a whole bunch of people staring at you. And then if you don't like a 400 light They're like beep beep beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> take You're it like, easy man oh yeah what's your hurry man yeah, yeah. So you get no consideration zero so then it's like you're in this big hectic you know people are either trying to see you get the hell out of the way get in your way and it's just like it's hectic to drive that stuff out there yes and th- that is very true and also there's always something like you mentioned there's always something it's so it's funny because uh, my wife, anytime I'm like, oh, I'm going out to get something or buy, and then I come back and I'm like, she just sees my face and I'm like, yep, there's always something wrong with one of the cars. And so when you get into a car that actually functions like a normal car, you get in, you start, we press the start button, it starts up, there's no like warning lights, there's like everything is good. There's just something. That's that so comes. satisfying. That's your age. Yeah, you're like, you're yeah. maturing. You're like, ah, this is so nice. I don't have to fiddle with anything. The indicator is not working properly. I don't have to fiddle with that <laughs> or like a wiring issue or maybe like trying to warm it up for like 20 minutes just so I can drive it. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, but it still has a downside too. True. <laughs> Every time I at my house, I try to get into the nice car because I want that experience. It never has gas in it. <laughs> oh yeah, it never has gas. <laughs> but so, I feel like that's an easy so it's thing to remedy. For, it's expensive for me to drive it. True. I'm not going to go to a gas station and put five dollars in. Yeah. So I think it's just her way of getting free gas. Mm. <laughs> Shady business. Yeah. <laughs> what about like the maintenance costs of these things? A lot of it is like, say, for instance, these Corvettes, the parts aren't super expensive, but it's just hard to get them. And then, if again, if you're not able to do it yourself, it's hard to get in someplace to get it done. Mm-hmm. Even for us, like, we're booked forever. Like, it just never seems to end. And everybody wants to go to the front of the line and, you you know, cheat little things. They try to do little <laughs> things for people just to keep it happy, but... You'll just end up doing that all day, every day. Because it's all these little things. It's like, oh, it's just a quick little thing, quick little thing, quick little thing. There's another day. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it'll eat you alive. Yeah. So it's frustrating for a lot of these people. And like I say, like, especially now, I can see how it's gotten even more frustrating because everything's months away. 
Yep. So you got a car down for months at a time. It's yeah, I certainly wouldn't want anything. Like if you had something like that where it was a little bit of like a problem child kind of car and you know, you know getting into it, you're like, oh, I accept the fact that it's going to be a thing I'm going to have to tinker with. Like, you know, we talked about this in one of the podcasts about old school heart run. Like some people just really like that kind of thing. But like coming back to like parts availability, if you like tinkering, that's cool. Well, you know, we all like tinkering. That's why we got into things. Yeah. But like when you're waiting months and months and months for something that's very insignificant of a part to fix or remedy a situation. So annoying. But that you just like you're automatic. You're thinking, why do I even bother with this car? But it's got even worse than that, because now a lot of this stuff is just not made. So you can't even get it. So now you have to find a place to get it. And whoever has it holds it for ransom. <laughs> so now you're playing like an obscene amount of money for something that like at one point was probably like a $20 part. Yes. Yeah. And now it's gotten out of hand. Very true. So like getting held ransom all the time. Like sometimes we've been lucky enough to benefit from those inflated prices, <laughs> but we've been, you know, at the mercy of it just as many times. Like mm -hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you get lucky enough, like you were talking before about, cross-referencing parts from you know a different manufacturer for something that you're working on you know and not having to pay the inflated Ferrari. price like that's old ferraris yes <laughs> Ferrari, Ferrari just happened to be the one yep um sometimes you're lucky enough to do that but you have to do a lot of legwork just to find that out yeah you're still spending time and effort yeah so i mean if i was to charge out for all the time it took me to find out and cross-reference all these parts <laughs> And pass it on to the customer, there probably wouldn't have been that much of a savings. Not much savings, <laughs> no. but it wouldn't have been three or more months well, that's waiting the for thing. the product. Like you call and it's like, it's going to be three months. You're like, oh no. So then you just start digging and then you got to find it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, for whatever reason, my hot Ferrari source is in like Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not Italy. It's not, you know what I mean? It's, like it's not like Miami. Or yeah. Like it's, <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's a weird thing. Yeah. Because even yeah. with like, this also goes back again to the whole body swap thing that we talked about last week. But that's one of the reasons, again, that I think also body swaps would be cool at the same time. But also, I mean, it is a lot of work because I have, I have since then done more research. <laughs> See, <laughs> I'm like, oh my learning, gosh, yeah. it is a lot of work. And it almost is, is, I don't know, there's part of it that is almost discouraging because I'm like, crap, when am I going to get through all of this stuff. I'm like, I have a whole life. I have a family. I'm like, when am I going to find time to do any of this stuff? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it is a little bit discouraging. And so for you guys, have you guys ever like gotten fed up with cars? Oh yeah. <laughs> and just be like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm, I just need to take a break. Oh yeah. I think, yeah. I think we, we can all honestly say that, that we've all gone through phases where you're just like, I'm freaking over it. Like I'm done. And well, like it, it, it sometimes, sometimes that happens and it like puts you into a slump for a little bit. And then every once in a while, somebody will come into your life or whatever, and they'll just be like, just over the moon, excited about something that you just look at every day and you're just like, whatever, <laughs> you know, and they're like just blown away. And you're just like, wait a second. Mm. I yeah, see through your yeah. eyes and your, your, your love affair with this whole thing fuels my passion again. And that's a thing. Mm -hmm. you know <laughs> yeah sometimes you got to step away from it and take a bit of a break from it but it's i think i think for us it's it can be really difficult having the business side of it really really saps a lot of the love affair of cars out of it true yeah because by five o'clock you've had enough cars for this yeah <laughs> like like 
if it wasn't for the true. fact that's that we true, both love cars, I'll we probably wouldn't be doing it. this. <laughs> like I get in trouble all the time because you're it's watching like, car shows. Yeah, I'm watching yeah, car shows. It's like you do this all day and you come home and all you do is watch car shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kim just asked me the other day. She's like. Don't you ever get tired of watching car stuff? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. I just oh. go from one to the next. So and I'd it's say just... we're probably in the group that has that sickness. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I think same. from the outside looking in, it like our life probably looks super awesome. So yeah. then there's people that want to <laughs> dabble in it. And those are the guys that are like, okay, that's not for me. And they're out right away. Like yeah. we have multiple friends like, oh man, I want to get a cool car. They get a cool car. And like three weeks later, like I'm done with I'm this. Done Bye. With this. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I almost wonder, I almost wonder because of the fact that we're like a custom shop and it's always been like that is the reason why we're, we've sort of been able to sustain sort of our love for vehicles more so than if we were say a restoration shop. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I see the, what you the, mean. The difference between the two is like, if we ever run into an issue and we're building something, and we're like, oh man, that's not available. Make something. I'm just work. gonna make it. Yep. Yeah. You know, and then that's and it doesn't slow you down. I mean, obviously, time spent, but if it's not available, you make it. Yeah. But if you're restoring cars, that's not an option. Mm -mm. You know, yeah, now we've nowadays it's a little bit different, right? Like you could 3D scan and print and do whatever you want. You know, metal print some really obscure one-off prototype piece from a car. You could do that now. You can. It's gonna cost a lot of jing. But it's an option. It is doable. Yeah. But I mean, that's not for everybody either, right? Like yeah, what that's normal, a you what normal person can justify the expense of that? Plus, you got to find somebody that's even willing to do it. Well, that's the other a struggle. Because you're like, you can reach out to all these companies and they're like, no, we don't do that. No. You're like, no, I just watched you do it. And they're like, no, but we don't do it to cars. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah. Okay. And, and then that's they're weird. like, give it to me in this file format. You're like, uh, uh. <laughs> What, what is that? And then yeah. off you go. And then you find out there's all these layers. Like our previous podcast with all the technology side of it, there's a whole bunch of layers in that. So it's not just like, hey, 3D print me this. It's like, oh, now we got to first get this report, like repaired to a state that we can even 3D scan it. Then we got to, you know, send it off with whatever little mods that we need to do to make it work and then get it printed. And then it's got to come back. You got to do post machining. Like there's all these layers. It's not an easy thing. And that's... You know, again, what was probably a $200 part is now $10,000 yeah. <laughs> just for you to be able to drive your car. Yeah. And some people get off on the process because they, they're like, I'm saving this Very, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And other people Nerdy. are just like, what? Why can't you do this? Why can't you just set it to this? And you're like, well, you can't, man. And mm -hmm. then it's just, it's a frustrating. And then you spend so much time trying to educate your customer or educate the person that has it. And then you have to justify all the things that you're doing because it's like, why is this $500? Yeah. Well, okay, let me well, tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. I had to spend this many hours even trying to find the thing, and then we had to get it shipped here. And then now that it's here, it took me three hours to put it in. And whoa, I saw it online for 80 bucks. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> Only because I showed you where to find it. But you could spend hours on forums trying to find that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, like I say, some people are just like, oh, cool. You need it? Sweet. Now it's 800 bucks. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. See, in that situation, it's not cars suck, it's peopling sucks. <laughs> Yeah, people. Are <laughs> yeah. So if you ask them the first time and it's six hundred dollars, just pay the six hundred. Yeah, because next time you come if back, you go looking around and then you have to come back. Well, you're gonna oh, get it. Boy. <laughs> yeah. And so, how can people like get that love back? Get the the passion. Yes. Mm. But uh, I would yeah. say probably just putting realistic expectations on what it is. Yeah, okay. that's solid. Like, yeah. just know that it's you know it's good there's going to be problems 
it should be a side thing. Don't expect to drive it to work four days a week. <laughs> None of that kind of stuff. And it's like, you have to be prepared for it to be down for three months. Mm-hmm. And you can't get manic about it. Like, it's just part of what it is. And you're going to stress yourself out and chase all this stuff around and get angry and get frustrated. And then you're going to hate it. Because we have some customers that's just like, oh, okay, no problem. It is what it is. Yeah. And then the other guy's like, what do you mean? Did you check here? Did you call here? What about this? And then they send you 47 links and you're just like, man, <laughs> if I hadn't even, if I hadn't exhausted all those options before we got to this point, you shouldn't even have your car here with me. Like, don't send me obvious stuff. I've been through all of it. So it's like, it's frustrating. But if you have either, you need two or three cars so that one is always working. <laughs> yeah. Or just no cars. Yeah. That's it. So some people just shouldn't have cars. Like, just mm-hmm. go get yourself something nice and new. Maybe a ret. Go buy a Challenger. <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Manage your expectations to what you're, you know, you're hoping to have your relationship with your automobile for. I think if you, if you don't ask too much out of it or you don't expect too much out of it, you're not going to get disappointed. Wow, this sounds or, like relationship advice. Oh, oh it is. That's how this works. I'm in love advice. with the car. Don't ask too much of it. Yeah, don't ask too much. Whoa. <laughs> That's Counts a different wow, podcast. I know, right? <laughs> Maybe for the next subject. Oh, know. my gosh. But no, like if you, if you say, say you have something that's like, you know, like some super cammed hot rod car. You know, if you expect to be able to get into that car and go sit and stop and go traffic on a hot, hot summer day, you're going to be disappointed, man, because it's (laughs) going to be hell in many different ways. Like, it's going to be horrible. (laughs) They were never designed to do that. Yeah. Ever. There was no, they didn't have those kind of traffic issues at that time. Yeah. There were fewer cars. Fewer cars. Roads were like, you didn't have the same congestion. You didn't have any of those problems. These are modern problems. And then you get these guys that are so like married to what it is. And it's like, you can easily rectify this by putting aluminum radiator and electric fans in it. And they're like, nope, I got to keep it original. It's got to be factory oh, crack. Factory crack. You're like, okay, well then go drive it in that era. Go yeah. out mm-hmm. in the country and drive it. Yeah. You'll never have a problem. But if you want to drive it to downtown Vancouver and go to Cafe Artigiano and show everybody <laughs> your Corvette, it's probably going to be overheating. Yeah, and yeah. I think that even a I modern car. I quit picking on Corvettes, but uh, it's <laughs> pretty know. much any old There's car. Like two right <laughs> behind <laughs> us. There's two right behind there. It's just a representation of all classics yeah, for the most part. I mean, even modern cars, though, like if you if you expect too much out of any modern car, if you're using it for it's, an, it's a purpose that it wasn't intended for, then you're going to be disappointed. Like don't expect like a Ferrari Enzo to handle like a Cadillac Eldorado, you know, and be comfortable. You know, those are just kind of crappy examples. But you understand <laughs> that what I'm getting might at. Might have been like one of the worst. Examples. Yeah, I know. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, whatever. whatever, whatever. I was like, wait, I'm trying to like picture it. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, but like, or or even a modern car. Like, if you like, if you upgrade the the performance package or potential of the engines, and you start getting like into these crazy horsepower numbers. They're not going to drive the same as they were when they first got it from the factory. And you'll probably blow you something up. Well, m- maybe or maybe not. Like some of them are pretty amazing. Like you can get some stupid numbers out of, out of cars nowadays, but they're, you're not going to go into like, you keep coming back to stop and go traffic is like a real thing. Especially like we live in a bigger city. There's a lot of traffic and it gets freaking hot here. But and it's not just, even just on old cars, even new cars. Like That's what I mean. Yeah. We have these Lamborghinis in the shop that we can't get parts for. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like, I want to drive my Lambo. Like, yeah, well, I want you to be able to drive your Lambo because I want to get paid, but you just can't get stuff. And then you're at the mercy. Like, I think another side of it is like, so many of these little specialty shops just straight up rob people. Mm, yep. Oh, I've like, seen that so, that so like, much. Rob them. You're like, like, wow, your moral compass is so out of whack. It's so common. Yeah. And it's just like, I think that's another big, you know, and then we try to treat our customers fairly as possible. And what happens is like, we're so swamped that I literally feel like my head's in a vice <laughs> every day because everybody wants us to yeah. solve their problems. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's a lot. So yeah. it's, and then it's almost like, I could see how maybe potentially some of these other specialist guys that like just stick to one brand is like, they just keep raising their prices to sort of clear out the riffraff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, if you're willing to pay, then I'll deal with you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it's like, you got hundreds of these guys just like, Ooh, and we've done it with every single thing in the shop. It's like, and I'm sure you can attest to it. It's like, no matter which vehicle we've done, whoever we sort out, we could just only specialize in that. Yeah. We could specialize in Porsches. We could specialize in 190s because there's enough people. And as soon as word gets out, it's like, to just keep coming. Sea yeah. world down just there. Just keep like flooded. G-Wagons. Like, it's like, oh shit, you got somebody that does G-Wagons? It's like 10 G-Wagon guys now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so our Saturdays are insane around here. Like, <laughs> we should put up a gate <laughs> I on, a, on our roll-up door and just, just like have like, you know, tours. and it's like coming, it's like going to SeaWorld. Yeah, you, you just know? see you them from out, a distance. You see like people hanging it. out there just watching. Yeah. You're like, yeah, okay, come on in. <laughs> I think one really cool thing, you mentioned it earlier, is that we charge prices, like what we charge is we don't charge based on the car brand that you're oh, in. Oh, yeah. Or yeah like right. Ferrari, because, again, I've seen this happen multiple times of shops or people just charging exorbitant amounts of money yeah. if they think the owner can afford it. It's insane. So, like, oh, it's this kind of car. You should charge more. It's like, mm-hmm. no, man. Yeah, and I think that also right. turns people off from cars, too, because when you go fix a car or something and they tell you every time that it's going to be this amount of money and you hear the price and you just flip out and it's like, no, they charge you based on uh, the car that you're in. I feel like that is a huge discouraging thing too. I think so too. So, yeah. 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 It's a weird, yeah, it's a weird in- industry to be in because it's like, it's all of that, those, you put all those things together, it's like, it just is so overwhelming. Like even for us, like I got cars that I would love to drive, but I'm waiting on parts, I'm waiting on things. So like for a normal person, it would be like, you got to really, really love it. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a thing that you can just dabble in. Like it just doesn't work at all. If you're going to dabble, then get a lip kit for your Audi and just be happy. <laughs> be on your way. Just be happy ever yeah. after. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So I, th- I think that like with cars and stuff like that, if you want to be an enthusiast and you have, you know, a couple of cars or whatever, I think you got to have pretty thick skin a little bit. Because if you're going to go out in your car that you only use occasionally and you just have to know that, there might be an op- there might be a time when you get you have to pull over to the side of the road for whatever reason, and people are going to be looking at you because you know there's a lot of haters out there in the <laughs> world too, right? And they're going to be like you know thumbs up and you and you know that's what you get you fuck blah 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 and they're like they're hating on you because you got a nice car you're parked on the side of the road with your hood up or whatever like when you broke down in the Ferrari <laughs> yeah like I could break right? down and like, be almost abandoned like I'd be out there by myself with a million people driving by I break down in Testarossa everybody in the shop got a phone call did I just see your boss <laughs> yeah, broke down in a Ferrari it's like yeah you did <laughs> yeah I mean it happens from time to time time to time right so but for some have, people, that's like the skin. that's the worst possible scenario, is mm-hmm. like being broken down, and then you get the phone calls like, "Why? 
well, your car is 65 years old. That might be part of it. And then mm-hmm. the next part is like, if you get one of these cars, you can proactively resolve a whole bunch of problems, but a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. They wait till they become problems. Yeah. But a lot of these cars have history that were like, you could go and on a forum and be like, these are all things that are known problems. These are ways to rectify it. But they don't. They just do them one at a time and then act like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that's such a common thing. You can easily do that nowadays. It's yeah, such it's a like preventative thing to do. Essentially. Like you could do that before you even buy a car. Yeah. Like I do. Like just go on common issues that you can have with this make model, whatever it is. You can find out, am I willing to accept all of those <laughs> issues? Can I deal with those? That sounds like if a I marriage can, now. Now we're which comes down to like the next topic is like how do you buy these cars? It's yeah. Like, well, you find out all the common issues. Yeah. And then you go by okay, here's this car, is this much money? How many of these common issues have been rectified already? Yeah. yeah. Which is going to dictate the price. So you yeah. see one for eight grand, and you're like, oh man, that's a good deal. It's probably not a good deal. Mm. <laughs> buy the one for not, fifteen not grand. That's everything's been 15. fixed. That's yeah. good. That's very good you know? to mention. Yes. Yeah. But mm. I mean, and that's just it. If you know all of that, then it's easier to manage your expectations of what yeah. so there's you a want lot out of this vehicle. That you can make it less yeah. painful. So mm-hmm. you can fall back in love with the car again. Mm-hmm. But you got to, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, education. You got to educate yourself mm-hmm. and then manage your expectations, like he says, and then it's fun again. But if you don't and you think you're just going to jump in one of these and head out, Mm-mm. And down. one point that I just also remembered, we've talked about it in previous podcasts, but whenever sometimes people buy these cars, like they buy it thinking, oh, I'm just gonna take the whole thing apart and like, no. Like, I feel like that's like a no-no that you should not do. Don't just buy the car and take it completely apart with dreams of making it amazing. I think so far what I've learned just from interacting with you guys and working at the shop for a while is start little by little because if you don't like me, for example, one of my Jags, I'm I've taking it completely apart. And now I'm like, I've almost not that I've lost love for it, but at the same time, it's like every time I see it, it's almost like an eyesore. I'm like, Oh my gosh, yeah. why did I do that? And I'm almost regretting. So start with things that you can do similar thing with the Lambo too. that. Like we're, we're keeping the Tahoe drivable for as long as we can. Our Lambo Tahoe project, we're keeping it driving for as long as we can before we strip the body off and then put the Lamborghini shell on top of it and even just the logistics side of it being able to move it from shop to shop and get it out of the way when it's we so need much to. easier <laughs> Easy. it's like okay this is our goal for today we're going to take it this far because at that point we can't drive it anymore mm-hmm. then we just go put it in the lot and we bring it back when we're ready for it whereas yeah. if we just blew it all apart it'd be dead and, away <laughs> and taking up all of our space and it's like so we've learned from doing it all wrong yeah like yes yeah. yeah we've we've learned a lot of hard lessons in the in the lifetime that we've been doing this now and it's all the little moves that take the longest Ooh, that's deep right there Mm. (laughs) embrace the little moves the little moves embrace the little moves yeah it's like oh we just gotta move this a half inch and it's a whole day (laughs) (laughs) and it looks like you haven't done anything yeah it looks like you didn't do anything you're like look what we did and they're like "Uh, oh uh, what What did you do that doesn't look any different than what it did when i came earlier Yeah. yeah i don't know use your cars for what they're intended for don't expect too much and uh, yeah, just, you don't expect your grandma to run a marathon. <laughs> She's 65 years old. Yeah. 
That's a, that's a good analogy. <laughs> that's a really good analogy. Some grandmas Some might grandmas be able to do, do it. There's that. a yeah. few. There's a few. Saying for the most part. For the most part. Oh, that was perfect, actually. <laughs> perfect note to end on. So thank you guys so much for watching this video or listening to this podcast. If you liked it, give it a thumbs up. Uh, subscribe to Modify with Trick Factory Customs, and we will see you next week. And rate us five stars yes. if you're just listening. Exactly. Even if we are not. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> it's out here. <laughs>